I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glorious. Glorious. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone. My name's Bill. I'm here with Guard Dog Steve, and we would love to welcome you to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. Yes. I'd like to turn it over to Guard Dog Steve for some review of the last few podcasts. Oh, okay, we'll get right straight into it. Let me say hello to everybody out there. Love you guys. Praying that you would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Truths from the Bible would reveal themselves to you today as we go through this edition of the podcast series. Amen. And you know what else, Steve? I we wanted to give a shout out to some people. Someone's a lot of new people have been posting on Facebook and some Summit Sunawar. Yeah, yeah. I, I He's hope a I, good guy. He's a good guy. He posts good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Him and Pavel. Yep. Yeah. And there's a few new ones. I, I think a man named Evan, maybe. Yeah. So, hey, thank you guys. I we, like that. We appreciate your input, and we want you to keep posting on Guardians of Grace Facebook page. That's what we're talking about, the Guardians of Grace Facebook page. Keep posting on there, because iron is sharpening iron. And Pavel came up with a good question the uh, day before yesterday, if you get on the Facebook page, you, you can see Pavel's question and maybe it'll turn into a thread and be a good thing. Amen. They're good grace thoughts to uh, start today with. That's that's usually when I read them. Right? Yes. And Facebook page is growing. Same with Instagram and all these things. That That's what we ask. We're, you know what? We're getting a lot of great compliments too in emails specifically to us and we enjoy the podcast but we need those to be public statements that that, that they, they need to be on facebook page or on instagram saying there's a podcast out there that's worthy of listening to i agree and it's going to take someone with some tech savviness and social media savviness to uh, pull that off because Steve and I are not those two guys. No, we sure aren't. We're the Bible nerds. We bring the Bible, you bring the the expertise, the so, social media skills. But thank you guys and a shout out to all of you. And let's see, Steve, we might want to get a little review. Yeah. Do you mind doing that? It seemed like the Last couple of weeks, we went over, and maybe we'll look at another example soon. 
we did go over it the last couple of weeks, but we went over this scholarly notion called corporate identity, where one person is the representative for us all, and by virtue of them being the representative for us all, they benefited us all. We all benefited through their, what's the word I'm looking for, their representation, re- representing themselves as us. And maybe we should look at one more corporate identity verse. What do you think about that, Bill? One more corporate identity verse? Yeah, let's do that. I think First Corinthians 15 is... Classic? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do it. It's a hidden bonus in First Corinthians 15. If you read it correctly, Steve, you can actually tell to the T how many people have ever lived on planet Earth. That's true. At any given time. So stay tuned for that amazing mm-hmm. secret. I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians 15, 42. 1 Corinthians 15 is, people call it the resurrection chapter. I'm going to go to verse 42. It's talking about the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable, it is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. We have two, 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 right? Mm-hmm. It talks about a, a perishable and an imperishable, an honor and a dishonor, a glory and weakness. I'm sorry, dishonor and, and glory, weakness and in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Verse 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man is of heaven. We have the first man and the second man. And the Only second two man. men. Only two men. Can any man come before the first man? And be- no. Okay. He can't be the first man. He can't, no. Can any man come between the first man and the second man? No. If the second man is also the last man, yes. Can a man come after the second man? No. Or he couldn't be the last, last man. man. So how many people, in God's point of view, have ever lived on planet Earth? Here we're seeing that God sees two people as living, and those are the two corporate personalities that God is looking at, where they represent all the people of Earth. The first man and the second Second man. See, if we understand this, Steve, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be easy to read through Romans, 
like six, where it talks about the old man mm-hmm. and the new man. Exactly. It's going to be. Remember the verse I told you I had so much trouble with? Yes. That I couldn't see it, that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yes. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Mm-hmm. Bill, it seems like there's two voices coming out of you. It's, <laughs> it's like a double voice there. Is, is, is this the Spirit speaking through you or something? I was demonstrating the two men yes, at the same time. Exactly. That was wild. That was wild. How could how could I don't even know do how that? I did that. I don't know either. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. The scholarly You saw it here on Guardians of Grace. Well funny you should say that because at Times in our life, we see a manifestation of the old man and the new man. Yes. And here's the thing, Steve. We've been telling you that the old man has passed away and that all all things have passed away and all things are new. Yes. That's the old man and the new man. Yes. And then when we finished on 2 Corinthians 5, 15, 16, 17, last week, where it says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. There you have it. Again, Mm -hmm. new creation, old Mm -hmm. creation. Mm -hmm. Old things, old man. Old man has passed passed away. away. Says it right in here. The Mm -hmm. old man died. Mm -hmm. The new man, all things have become new. Yes. That's the new New creation. The new man. The new man. Yes. And you thought it was a a change in your life. I thought it was a change in my life. And if you can understand this, that from God's point of view, everything that the old man hasn't yet done are considered past Past tense. tense. Everything that the new man does gets credit to the spirit. Yes. That's Christ in you. That's the new creation living his life through you. Amen. But in time, we see both of them happening. Yes. Manifesting. Manifesting is the better word. Yeah. And you see, we're uncovering a whole can of worms that we need to uncover. We need to unearth these thoughts and make them clear because they help us in our Christianity. If we can have these truths that we're speaking about, if they make a picture and we can absorb that picture and it becomes a mental thought that helps us define our Christianity, our Christianity becomes more in focus and we become easier to understand to the people around us. Yes. So, with that in mind, we did the corporate identity, but now let's go back to what God actually saw happen at the cross. What he mercifully saw happen at the cross. We we want to look at that one more time. It's in Romans 6, but that was the passage that was explaining about Jesus' second baptism, when Jesus said, can you be baptized with the baptism 
I'm going to be baptized with and can you drink of the cup? Well, we did drink of the cup because we were baptized into that baptism and we went over what God saw happen when Jesus died and was buried and rose again. We, we got a, a pretty good view of what God saw and we're expected to believe by faith but there's a little bit more to it that I, I just want to clarify. Yeah. I think when you mention about the, the baptism into his death, it's going to put in perspective what we've been talking about in the last few podcasts. Of we, we kept going over this theme of, I've been crucified with Christ. Don't you know you died? Yeah. Over, over and over, Second Corinthians 5. Galatians, perfect. Two twenty, Colossians three. We die, and your life is hid with Christ. Yet we don't see that. Yes, Bill, you're oh so so right. We don't see it, or we don't comprehend what it means. I've been crucified with Christ. Now we're sitting here in front of the mirror, perfectly alive, and there's a little bit more to decipher, and a little bit more. Uh, another nuance that we need to pull out of here that puts things, makes Christianity clearer because you can see it can be confusing when you say, oh no, I've, I've died. I'm, I'm not here. Well, there's a little bit more and it's in Romans 6 when it says, what shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound, may anoint, uh, may it never be? How can we who have died to sin still live in it any longer? Yes. Or don't you, you know, know that, that all of us who were baptized or identified with Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we also might live in freshness of life. Knowing this, yes. that I'm just going to read it in mm -hmm. an NIV mm -hmm. and I'll let you add to it. Knowing this, that the old man was crucified with him, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Is that how yeah, it goes? Yeah. And that the body of sin would be done away with. And that the body of sin would be done away with katargetha, rendered power. Rendered powerless. Okay, that is where understanding this Greek word is helpful because it, it, it says, knowing this, that the old man of us was crucified. The old man of us was crucified. What does that mean? It, oh, it's got such a specific meaning. It, it, it's so cool when, when you get it. But the old man of us was crucified. It literally comes down to the part of us that we don't like about ourselves was crucified. When we say, I've been crucified with Christ, we're, we're saying the part of me that I can't stand, the part of me that embarrasses myself, God saw literally as the ancient man. He's so far back in the past that God 
cannot remember what he did as far as sinning. That's why he said, I'm making a new covenant with you. Your sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more because it happened in God's eyes to this old ancient man. In our eyes, it's the part of us that we don't like about ourselves, the part that's trying so hard to please God and failing so miserably. He calls that the old man of us. He mercifully calls that the old man of us. It's a beautiful little term there, the old man of us, the part of us that we do not like about ourselves. Yeah, and I noticed, Steve, you said the old man of us like singular. Yes. Isn't that the same thing as he says the first man? Yes. Is the old man of us? Yes. And we still see the old man, but we have this biblical perspective we've that got this confusion right now the bible says the old man of us has past tense already been crucified that's what we're getting into yes we still see the old man of us carrying out embarrassing acts every day yes that's what we want to get to right there what God saw as past tense, this old man of us, it's something that we see as present tense. And experience. And we experience that son of a gun all the time. And he embarrasses us. He makes us not shine the way we want. Well, in God's eyes, you have to know this eternal truth that he was considered the ancient man and he was crucified and paid his sin debt. And he is called the old man of us. It makes it a little clearer than I've been crucified with Christ and and I no longer live. To understand the old man of me has been crucified with Christ and it no longer lives in God's eyes. In my wife's eyes is a different story. He lives, he reigns. The old man of me reigns and embarrasses me in front of my wife all the time. Steve, there's just an amazing promise given right after that, right after you just read that the old man of us was put to death, that sin, the sin might be rendered powerless. There's there's a great promise in there. There's something to look forward to. It was all in an order to. to Right. Render him powerless. So there's the secret in in understanding this. For for one, if you're on the persuasion that I was on way back then where I tried to fix the old man and And make make him a new creature, a better old man. Yes. Sin was not rendered powerless. Sin was sprang to life. It had more. The power of sin is the law. First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. Yeah. Amen. So when we're done today, hopefully we'll have a handle on these two perspectives. The which we'll call what the temporal point of view and the eternal, eternal point, point, point of, of view. view. Yes. We're not going to learn just a bunch of information. This is going to be practical. It is. It was for me. It freed me up so much. It it allowed me to understand why I behave the way I do. I didn't know, but the Bible actually tells us why we behave the way we do, why we 
fall short of our expectations or the expectations that we have for ourselves. Why do we fall short? This passage is going to tell us when we combine it with Ephesians 4.22, which is what we're going to do because we're going to cross over from this eternal thought that the old man of us, the part that we don't like about ourselves, was crucified in whose eyes? God's eyes. God's eyes. He mercifully saw him as crucified and paid the sin debt. That's the good news. Now we're going to go to Ephesians 4.22. It's in God's eyes. You're right. Yes. That won't work when you go to jail for robbing a bank. It will not work. That was not me, Your Honor. That was the old man. Yes. But that was a joke, Steve. But it is practical in the sense that psychiatrists, psychologists today, say the number one reason for depression is unrealistic expectations and misplaced dependency. What could be more of an unrealistic expectation to think that you can make the old man a better man? And what could be a more misplaced dependency than to depend on human effort to try and live the Christian life? No wonder I was so depressed. No wonder I felt so defeated because I didn't know these things, Steve. And I was out trying to reform the old man. And wondering why he behaves the way he does. Why I behave the way I do. You were identifying it with you. I hated myself. Exactly. I hated the things I did. I used to sometimes just want to get away and cry. And yes. just go, why yeah. can't I change? Why do I got to... It get worse. I'm getting worse. I did cry. I'll, I'll confess. I did cry. Did you? At my I, behavior. Yes. Yes. And it was all because I thought I'm trying to become a new creation and I can't. But not understanding that God speaks in eternal truths and temporal truths and we have to divide between the two. Put our misplaced dependency in the right dependency mm-hmm. on the spirit. Yes. And put our unrealistic expectation off the old man Man. to do anything good and put our expectation on the new man in us, the spirit of of Christ, to live his life and do what do we say? For us, us, what we cannot do for ourselves. Right. You don't get to that conclusion that it's the spirit who can do for you what you can't do for yourself without learning these things, these little things bits and nuggets of good news because that's what Romans 6, 7 is, knowing that the old man of us, that part that we hate about ourselves was crucified in God's eyes. That is good news, especially when he has embarrassed the dog out of us today. And we're looking in the mirror at a very disappointed person like I said, you're just literally crying because of my ba- be bad behavior. But now we're going to go to the Ephesians 4 and take a look at it. And hopefully the combination of these two verses will paint a picture for us that is so beneficial to our understanding and the way we are 
so so-called world perspective about Christianity. It changes our world perspective about Christianity. This this is yes. This is a changer. This is a changer. So with that in mind, let me read Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse twenty. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old man of us, and that's literal Greek, that old man of us, that ancient man, the one that God sees so far in the past that he can't remember the sins of, which was merciful on his part, that old ancient man of us, which is present tense, being corrupted according to its lust and deceits, the old man of us that God saw from his point of view as crucified and dead, this passage is saying in our point of view, he's very much alive and we're to not depend on him. Lay aside, you know, just don't put your confidence in him, but put your confidence in the spirit to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Because the old man of us that God saw as past tense in the Bible expects you to believe and put your faith in the fact that God saw it as past tense. He is present tense being corrupted by his desires every single day, even though he's trying to please God so hard, all his might, and he cries at night at, at his own behavior, he is being deceived and dragged away and tempted and all those things that happen to that ancient man of us, he falls short in all those temptations and he falls short of the glory of God. This, this is an amazing verse, unless Paul is just really bad at grammar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it, in the same sentence, it says, old man. Well, actually, before that, it says, former way of life. That's past tense. The old man, that's past tense, which is being corrupted. Seems like they don't belong in the same sentence, but he's actually giving us the two points of view. Right. When he says the former way of life, that would be in God's point of view, because yeah. in our point of view, it's the present, present way, way of life. life. Yes. Former way of life, past tense. God's view. What was the next one? The former way of life. Put off the old self of us. The old man of us. Yes. And this is the same thing we just read in Romans 6, isn't it? Yes, exactly. That was God's point of view. He was crucified. crucified. Our point of view is that he's very much alive and running. Being corrupted. Rampant. Yes. And continually being corrupted. Right. Try as he may. And then it goes on to say that you being renewed passive voice in the spirit of your mind 
and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God. Use the new man. Remember, there was only two men born. Use Christ in you, the hope of glory. Just another classic illustration of the flesh and the spirit, and that we're to use the spirit and not depend on the flesh to live out the Christian life. There's nothing Christian about the old man or the flesh. Yes, or, nothing. Or as First Corinthians 15 said, the, the natural man. Mm-hmm. You could the say he's very man. religious. Hopelessly religious. Yes. And he's a trier. Does not want to give up the fight. But the transformation seems to take place by the renewing of the mind. Just like... Passive voice. Yes. All of a sudden, you've got the mind of Christ again. And you're in the spirit. Isn't it the same thing as Paul says, we put no confidence in the flesh? Yes. Or the old nature or the old man? All pretty much synonymous terms. That is what lay aside means, in theory. Lay aside your confidence to do an exemplary Christian life. So it starts really with this teaching that God has a point of view or we call it the eternal point of view, but then he he teaches us from our point of view, and he calls it the old man, which is presently being corrupted. But the renewing of your mind at least gives you the peace of mind that, wait a minute, God sees the old man has already lived out all the bad things he's going to do in, in this life and being put to death. And right away that puts a little giddy up in your step, it sure doesn't it? does. It makes pulls you, you out of the, the depression. It does. And that all he sees is the new man. God has made it so that he, it is impossible with him, with him to find fault with you. Yes. Which was what the first covenant was all about, finding fault with you. Fault, 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 fault. So that you would not put confidence because he knew all along the old covenant was to find fault so that you would have confidence to enter the new covenant whereby Christ is our life. Right. Our Savior. Our Our Savior. And what I mean by that is our day-to-day, in time, in the experience of the day, Savior. He saves you from yourself who is trying so hard to be a model Christian, but failing miserably, Christ in you, the Spirit, saves you from that guy. Isn't the that the meaning of, of his name, Steve? Yes. Yah, which is from Yahweh. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeshua is Savior. I am your Savior, I, is his name. And he saves us moment by moment from ourselves. It's the big. Oh. It's the biggest thing that he saves us from. We we don't really. Every time you see saved, you think saved from hell, saved from hell, saved from hell. What a great salvation and everything. But saved from yourself every day, hopefully all day long, is the biggest salvation you can experience. The other to say otherwise is just a relational ripoff, and it. Mm, it it robs point. us from just the day-to-day experience of being saved or delivered 
from the old man. Yes. And, man, if I had had that, I would have never had, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation as a target verse. I would have had it as a reality, a spiritual reality, a fixed hope. Yes. A beautiful thing. Declarative from God that this is absolutely true. Old things have passed away from my point of view or God's point of view? From God's point of view. From this eternal point of view, old things have passed away. From the temporal point of view, the old man of us is still doing those things. But how am I, How should I process this, Steve? Should I process it as I'm working on the old man and these problems? Well, the first thing you do is understand that these two verses do not contradict themselves. No, they do not. Coming from two different perspectives. One is from God's point of view. The old man was crucified. The other one is from our point of view. The old man is present tense being corrupted by his own deceitful desires. And it's what you left off on last week, which hopefully we'll be able to get into. You said we need to understand temporal point of views and eternal points of views. And we've been covering some eternal points of views that are just blowing our minds. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Oh No, you you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you first. Well, I I was just going to say we're getting a taste of these eternal points of view. And they don't condemn us to hell or anything like that. They're just what the people around us see. It's a reality check about your behavior in front of the people around you. You've got to realize that in this new covenant, God swore with an oath that your sins and lawless deeds he would remember no more because he crucified them with the ancient man so long ago that he can't remember them. Yes, and didn't it say in Romans 6, 7, the one who has died has been Quitted of sin. You yes. know what that word actually is? Mm-hmm. Declared righteous. Yeah. Wow. That, that word we've been going back to. Wow. wow. If you've, if the covenant said, if you do not do these things, you shall surely die, which it was, mm-hmm. and you die, guess what? You're declared righteous. Declared righteous. Another word is acquitted. It means the same thing, but it, it's that righteous word that we've been looking at the last three or four podcasts. So I think it says justified too in some translations. But the one who has died was the old man and he was put to death. Therefore, everything he's doing in the future, he's been acquitted of. That's from God's point of view, not from your wife's point of view, unfortunately. You still owe your wife an apology. Right. Mess up with your wife and your friends and the people around you. But the thing is, these learning these truths, Steve, do not make you want to go out and commit a bunch of bad acts. No. And we get labeled with that all the time. And, and let me just say point blank what it actually does do. When you've embarrassed yourself and fallen on your face in front of the people around you, yeah. understanding these truths that your sins and lawless deeds he'll remember no more that you can come 
boldly to the throne and ask for more of his power so you don't disappoint the people around you. You can come not like Adam and Eve who hid from God, but you can come boldly to God and say, I need more of your power to live a better life than I'm living because that's what Guardians of Grace is all about, living the life that blossoms and a life that you can be proud of as a Christian. We're just saying that the way to live that life is to live it by God's power within us. That's awesome. And it says we can go boldly. Yes. That, that's no condemnation. That's and, what that's referring to. Yeah, and you can't go boldly unless you realize that from God's point of view, you you died and paid that sin debt. Because if you go before the throne of God, owing the sin debt, that's could why get it ugly. was so important what you said last week, Guard Dog Steve, about this judicial aspect of dying, not only in Galatians two twenty, Romans six. 2 Corinthians 5.14, the love of Christ compels me because I'm convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. Could you maybe give us a little review of what that means judicially that we died legally? We can actually let Romans 6 give us a, a good picture. It says the wages of sin is death. So through the miracle that Jesus and God pulled off at the cross, we got credit for paying our sin debt, which was death. God saw the old man of us as crucified and debt paid in full. Amen. And then what does that do in regards to the law, Steve? Don't we still have to keep the law? Didn't Jesus say, don't think I came to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them? Yeah, he fulfills the law, and we stay out of the way. And so now that the one who's died has been acquitted from sin, 6-7, but I, I love this verse in Romans 7 that says, the law has authority over a person as long as they live. Right. That sounds scary. Right. And from God's point of view, you are dead in the law no longer has jurisdiction over you. You're not obligated to obey those commandments anymore. Like it said in Colossians, he put an end to the decrees that were held against us. And were in the way. (laughs) In the way. Isn't that funny that it says in the way? (laughs) They were. So we can leave the way of the law for righteousness altogether. Yes. And we can... Go ahead. Leave that. All the righteous requirements of the law will be fully Fully met met. by us who do not walk according to human effort, but walk according to the Spirit's power. The Spirit will obey the law for us. And like it says in 1 John, uh, something that you were mentioning earlier today, that the Spirit cannot commit one single sin. First John 3, 8 and 9. Yes. Man, you have to have this old man, new man, flesh, spirit, first man, second man, second man, last man, 
you have to have an understanding of that. Otherwise, First John becomes the one who the commits a single act of sin yeah. is of the devil. It makes you feel like you're Rosemary's baby. I yes, 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 yes. And the one that does righteous is righteous. It, Who's the only one that does righteous? The new man or the old man? Isn't that the last thing that's said in the book of Revelation? Let him who sins keep sinning and let him it, who does righteous does keep doing righteous. Let the spirit do his thing and let the flesh do its thing. They're never going to change. They are never going to change. Yes. Hopefully we have made some some fairly complicated scriptures paint a simple picture that just from God's point of view, we died and paid our sin debt. And that was the part of us that we don't like about ourselves known as the old Old man man of us. He died and paid his sin debt. And although we see him through the course of each and every day, manifest himself the good news is is that from God's point of view he is very much past tense that's why it said in regard to your former way of life it's not former in our our point of view it's happening right now the the old man of us is being corrupted but from God's point of view it's former way of life. God sees it as we formerly live like that. And he sees it as one man. Yes. Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam died. Right. In Adam all die. Yes. But in Christ all are made alive. Meaning the Adamic nature died. The old man of us, the Adamic nature of us that each and everybody who has a birth certificate has that old nature of ours, that edemic nature of ours, has died in God's eyes, even though it is still manifesting its ugly self and embarrassing us each day. But all these scriptures are telling us that we have the power to live a victorious Christian life in a life that causes people to want to hang around us and be a part of us and want to fellowship with us. That's what the good news brings to the table. It brings the hope of being a very good person, the person you've always wanted to be. God can save you from yourself and cause you to be the person you want to be. So if these podcasts somehow make sense to you and you see a a new way of life being spoken of, a way of life in Christ Jesus, a victorious way of life, then hit the share button and share the podcast with as many people as possible. We're we're trying to get the word out, and it seems like the only way the word gets out is if people 
hit the share button and bring it to the attention of everybody around them. If this is good news, bring the attention to everybody around you. Hit that share button for us. Okay. With that, do you want to close us in prayer? Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. Father God, thank you for these eternal truths. Thank you that it is absolutely true that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, that old things have passed away and all things have become new. Let this be our point of view, Father God. Teach us through the mind of the Spirit these present tense realities and the way to view them from your point of view. Give us the mind of the Spirit so that we can understand these spiritual things. And I pray, I pray, pray, pray that these are not just theology, but they're life, because they are life. We ask this in your awesome name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, you guys. We love you. Thank you. Good night.